Blog Talk Radio. Like uh, it started raining 
over in my area. And I thank God I was able to make it home in the nick of time. Thank the Lord for that. I thank God for just another day. And, you know, this is uh, the Sunday before Super Bowl. The Sunday before Super Bowl. And so I know many people getting themselves geared up for the games. And I just want you all to know that, you know, just as much as we look forward to the Super Bowl every year, this way you should look at pertaining to life. Look forward to life. Look forward to the days every day because every day is important and we all are important. It is so important for us to remember all of us are important. We are important, period. So I just want to make sure that we became aware of that. Also, um, for those who may be new to our channel, thank you for even chiming in and hoping pray that there's something said that may um, reach your heart. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get started. Matter of fact, before I forget, I want to make sure that I get on just in case someone who may be who may want to get on the chat room. You can get on the chat room at blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. So, yeah, everything is on now. So, that being said, today we want to talk about how sometimes some people, they may be trying to find something or someone in life. There are times that many of us may be looking for significance. That we may search for our purpose, our identity, even our existence. We want to talk about that and much more in the episode called, Lord, Why Am I Here? Lord, Why Am I Here? We want to talk about seeking God's will for your life. Um, you know, if you look at it, there are many people, they have many questions as to, you know, why are they here? Uh, what is their purpose? What is their identity? And also, why were they born? You know, there may be people who may, they may be too ashamed to admit but many of us in our life, we want to know why. <laughs> you know, those that know me, I don't believe in, you know, sugarcoating anything. I don't believe in hiding anything. I believe in being transparent. And unfortunately, there may be people who may not, you know, want to openly confess. But sometimes in life, we ask ourselves, why are we here? But unfortunately, some people... We take our identity not based upon what God has said, but sometimes how people have treated us. Sometimes, let's be honest, some of us who may have been bullied, some of us who may have been called out of our names, it can really play an effect on you. And having those things happen, sometimes people take their view. At, because of how people treated them, they look at that as, oh, well, now it has identified their being. It has identified their purpose because of what people have said or how people have treated them. And that's not the case. You know, just 
looking at everything, especially at this day and time where people are just scratching their head pertaining to what is their purpose? What is their identity? And oftentimes we often look at the older people. Some people that may be my age, we automatically assume, well, you know, you're supposed to know better. You're supposed to know what you're supposed to do in life. But sometimes if we have not been taught, then what do you expect? Sometimes we feel like because we've achieved or we made it, we assume that everybody else has made it. Just because you know something, that does not mean that the next person knows something. And they can even be older than you. But sometimes situations occur and there are people who may have fell through the cracks. They may not have, have had that grooming or that education, regardless if it's spiritual or secular. They may not have had the same privilege that we have. And let's be honest, sometimes we take a lot of things for granted. We take what we have for granted. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and yes, me growing up in a home of four boys and one girl. Well, you know, my brothers and my sister love them dearly and stuff, but there are some people who may not have had the type of relationship that I had with mine. But automatically we would assume Oh, well, y'all family, y'all love each other. Y'all supposed to love each other. Well, it's supposed to be that way, but you have to be raised. You have to be informed. You have to be groomed. You just can't assume because if you want to say a flower grows in the same garden, that does not mean that it's going to come out with the same results. Hmm. Don't you know? A rose can grow up in the same field as a weed. But what happened? That weed can grow up to try to, not grow up, but grow up to try to take that flower out or take the grass out. So that's why it's so important for us to not minimize what we have. Don't take what we have for granted. And so for that, like I said, there may be some who may have, you know, have had misfortunes in their life. There are some people who may have had, if it seemed like a bad luck after bad luck, even though we as believers, we don't believe in luck, regardless if it's good or bad, we believe in blessings. But also on the same, for those who who may not understand this type of verbiage, their ideology may be luck. But there are some people, like I said, who may not have had that same form of grooming or raising up that we had. And like I said, there are some people they have been beaten up because they may feel like they may have been scarred or cursed. You know, anytime there is some type of difference within you, some people, especially kids growing up, oh, they can ridicule you. There are these kids now, look here. They know how to say something that'll really make you angry and make you want to just tear up their birth certificate as if they never existed. And don't you know that there are some people to us, 
to an adult, to a mature person, oh, they are blessing. They're beautiful. But just because there might be some difference in that particular person, now person could be ridiculed by a kid or even by the family. You know, there was a young lady, actually, she was a, a friend of mine's grandmother. She said this years ago, I'll never forget. She said to be noticed is to be different. And that difference could be a blessing. But there are some people can use their blessing as a curse to make you feel insecure pertaining to your difference, pertaining to the way you look, the way you act. Some people some people can really be mean to people. Matter of fact, um I I'm trying to I can't remember the name of that uh condition, but it's a condition that um those who may have had skin condition that may become lighter. There are some people who are beautiful, but then there are other people who may see that and say little kids, whatever, point out the difference in that person and they become mean. And so with that, for that person who being talked down, who being talked about, you'd be surprised that that beats their, their security and make them insecure. It drives their self-esteem very low. And so what we want to do, we want to talk to those who may feel out of place, those who may have had things that happened to them, and they feel like, why me? They feel like, why am I being picked on? There is somebody right now that may be watching who may be who may feel like they've been picked on all their life. They may feel like it's always them that things happen to them. It's always something. It's always them that bad things happen. You know, while other people are being called by their name, they are called by a nickname or some type of difference. I'm not going to say uh, deficiency. I'll just say some difference that they may have unlike other people. You know, uh, hey, how, how Larry doing? Larry? Talk about Larry with the club foot? Bow-legged Larry? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, Lisa, which one? Which which Lisa? You know, it's, it's a lot of Lisa. You know, Lisa with the bad acne. You see, you see how sometimes we 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 label people or we identify people based upon the difference that they have. Hmm. And so, just imagine how if something happened where we were identified. Think about this. Yeah. To us, we may be, appear to be perfect. We may think we are perfect, but you never know what someone may be saying behind your back. What I found out, I found out, and I'm learning. Don't get me wrong. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. When you hear about people talking about you, try not to let them get to you because they've been talking about you all along. It just so happened that you just now found it out. That's why it's a difference between watching the news and reading a newspaper. Sometimes when you're watching news, it's giving you late-breaking news, things that are occurring at that moment. But a newspaper, a newspaper is informing you of what had happened. 
That's the difference between a news and an announcement. An announcement is foreshadowing what's going to happen or what is happening. Hmm. That's an announcement. But news or what had happened. And so sometimes we take information that's supposed to be news, we take it as if it's an announcement. And so with that, like I said, so many people may have gone through situations who may have been beaten up, who may have had things said or done, you know, with with no with no influence, no influence, and even no no desire. There has been no desire for them to even hear that, but for them to be able to live a life where they just want to be loved. People want to be accepted. Look, everybody want to be loved. Everybody want to be accepted. And we're not just talking about, but you know, people are joining this group, joining that group. But in general, people want to be loved and accepted by their family, by friends. But if they can't find love within their friends, or excuse me, within their family or within friendships, then what do we do? What do they do? They try to. They try to be accepted by somebody. And a lot of them, they may join some type of group or gang. That doesn't mean that it's right. But what are they doing? They're looking for love. And, yeah, we can easily tell them, hey, look, well, you, need, you, you just need to, you know, do this to do that. But how about we show them what, what they need to do? How about we take the olive branch ourselves and be able to just go there and introduce ourselves to them? You know, we tell them that they need to, you know, uh, join healthy friends or pick healthy friends, but how about we become their friends? How about we take the initiative to reach out to them? But oftentimes, what do we do? Instead of telling a person, you know, show them what they need to do, we tell them what they need to do, but we don't help them in what they need to do. We got to do better. And so with that, jot down some things because Many of us, if not all of us, we do want to know why we're here. Why are we existing? When God wants us to do more than exist, God wants us to live. And God wants us to know that we do have purpose. We do have value. In spite of what happened, in spite of what people have said, in spite of how people have treated us, we have value. We have worth. You know, First of all, one of the things we need to do, because, yeah, we've been beaten up. There's been people that have put us down. There have been people that have ridiculed us. There have people that have abandoned us, people that have promised to be with us. They will never leave nor forsake us. They said those things. Oh, I'm a ride or die chick. I'm your boy to the end. They promised us these things, but they, they yet abandoned us. They left us when the times got hard. And look, I'm I'm not going to be funny. I've seen it. It is not just the friends that have done that. There's been family members that have done that. But what do we do with the broken pieces of our life? What do we do when we feel like they don't care about us or people don't care about us? Yeah. And like I said, 
I can speak, and those that know me, I don't. Be, I believe in being transparent. I don't believe in withholding anything. And there may be some things I may share, and it's not to put it about it down or whatever, but it's to inform you that the same God did it for me, he could do it for you. But also, the reason why I talk a lot about and even bringing up my situation that I have grown up with or may have dealt with in my life, because the Bible tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words by testimony. But also, my testimony is to give to you so that way you can know that's the same God that did for me, he can do it for you, but also to encourage you, to encourage you, to let you see what victory looks like. So with that, you know, um, when when I begin to think about this particular this particular message, I thought about me being a kid. I grew up at one point, I grew up with both parents in the home, loved it, loved it. But then when I became a teenager, somewhere 15, maybe 14, 15 years old, my mom and dad got a divorce. And then there was a point where I blamed myself. Maybe I was the reason why they got a divorce. Yeah, yeah, I blamed myself. And then after that, a couple of years later, I was supposed to be with a friend of mine, which so happened to be my cousin. I saw been with him that night. He wanted to take me for my birthday and everything. And that night, instead of being with him, I went on to call my other cousin because I knew that my cousin was uh, going to a church service and I got off work late. So I, I said, well, I'll call my cousin later. I put it off. And then all of a sudden, later that night, I went to bed and my sister busted my room and told me that my cousin, that I sold men with, my cousin was killed. So once again, I'm feeling the guilt and I'm feeling that I'm the cause of my mom and dad getting divorced. And then my best friend, my cousin, he ends up getting killed. And the night I sold him with him. Now I'm confused. I'm like, man, why, why, why not me? Why it has to be him that go? Why not take me? Look, he was loved like I wasn't. So why not take me instead of him? But God was letting me know that it was a sign for me not to be there because instead of one funeral, we could have had two. What if God was protecting me? What if God was letting me know I did not need to be there because you know what? There was a purpose for you. And don't you know, all of us have a purpose. Unfortunately, we don't know what that is. A lot of times we don't know, but for some reason, for some reason, God left me alive, just like you. God left you alive. Yeah, there may have been people, regardless of what age you are, there might have been people that you've known since you were a kid, but all of a sudden you find out they're no longer with us, or, you know, they end up moving, or, you know, this person over here, but now you're here. Look, Why? These are real questions that we have to ask. These are real questions that we ask ourselves, and also we ask God. 
And I know some people say, well, you know, we're not supposed to question God. No, number one, you you never lose respect and reverence for God. But also, God wanted to have a conversation with him. And it's okay to talk to God and just, God, look, I don't understand. Now, with that, we can have that communication with God. Think about this. Think about you being a parent and your child won't just talk to you, you know, respectfully. That doesn't mean that they're challenging your authority, but they want to have a conversation because they are hurt. They're confused. They don't know. And being honest with you, like I said, me as a child coming from a broken home, hey, I had questions. I had questions to my parents and I had questions to God. And then now, me being an adult who has a son that so happened that my son ended up growing up in a broken home. Yeah, so if my son, which, matter of fact, I was able to ask him that last year, had a conversation with him last year. And to me, it was a very great conversation. You know, he might have always been scared to ask, but I brought it up. And I asked him, I said, you know, he's 18 now, and I asked him, I said, um, can I ask you a question? And I wanted to let him know in advance what the conversation was about. So that way it didn't, you know, catch him off guard. And I said, how did your mom and I divorce affect you? Yeah, we talked about it. And what I did, I did as daddy, not knocking his mom, not even, you know, nobody else. But as daddy, what I wanted to do to make sure that he was healed as well as making sure to let him know that true love still exists. And for him to know, yeah, yeah, I, I hate that it happened, but I'm praying that you never experienced that. I'm praying that you never, when you say you do, I'm praying that you, God bless you with the with the wife, that y'all can be married until death do y'all part. Yeah, but, you know, even learning from our mistakes, that's that's respect. And even if he asked me some questions pertaining to that, what am I going to say? Well, you ain't none of your bit. No, why? Because he was the one that dealt with the consequences of our choice. And so even as adults, sometimes we don't we don't think about or understand the ramification or the results that we as adults put upon our children and we don't understand what's on our children's mind. And so that's why in order for number one, for us to consult God as the parents, also have this conversation with our children or also even you as an adult, in case you want to have that conversation with your older parents, there are a lot of people that are my age, they have not been healed from the divorce of their own parents. So that's why it's so important for us to have these conversations and be real, be transparent with God, be transparent with ourselves. And that's what's going to help us to get the help and the healing that we need. And so with that, let's first, let's talk about this. For you to know why you're here, the first thing we always do is tell people to consult God. 
we have to consult God, not just consult God in all of our ways, but also for us to be able to just have, like I said, go to God boldly, go before the throne of grace boldly, knowing that he's the father that can help us, that can talk to us and heal us in every area of our lives. But also in order for us to open up and talk to God, we need to come with open arms so that way we can allow him full access in every area that needs healing. It doesn't make sense for us to be able to, you know, give God one hand while we're hiding the rest of our stuff behind our back in the other hand. God wants us to cast all of our cares upon him. That means everything that's in our hands and also in our hearts and minds. And also for you to know your existence, like I said, going to God is like going to the manufacturer. He made us. He knows us. And not only he made us and he knows us from the very beginning, but he also knows and have carefully watched us from whatever residue that has been thrown upon us throughout our existence. God is concerned about every aspect of our life. I want to say that again, because some people, we dismiss that. God is concerned about every aspect of your life. And there are some people, well, the only, God only cares about your soul, but guess what? What is your soul? Your soul, your thought process, you know, your feelings, your emotions, all those things. Everything pertaining to you, God is concerned about. And he want us to come to him and let him know, hey, God, I'm hurt. God, I don't understand. Have that conversation with God. And, you know, it feels good and it's very therapeutic for us to talk to people. But understand, there are people whom we, we may talk to that may not give us the answers that we need. But God knows every situation and knows not only the diagnosis, but he also knows the cure. So for us to be able to go to God and to talk to him about every aspect of our life, that's what's going to be helpful to us. So for us to go to God, seek God, and like I said, have that conversation with him for asking him and asking him to help us to understand our purpose, our identity, in spite of what happened to us or in spite of what we dealt with. I'm going to say this. There are some people, and I've met, I have ministered to and those that I have met in my life. There are those that I have met who have been abused, who have been not just physically abused, but sexually abused, even as a child. And when that has happened to them, it left a scar. And there have been some who have planted the seed to let them know that there are, they aren't anything. They are nothing. They are useless. All you are just a piece of me. If you think about hearing that repeatedly as a child from an adult, especially from someone that supposed to love you, someone that was related to you, and they treated you totally different, and they deprived you of Love they deprive you and they have taken your innocence. Imagine what did that what what that does to a person's psyche. Hmm. Person that they have that has happened to, don't you think 
they will question their existence? Yes. You know, some people, you'd be surprised the struggle that people have waking up every morning. When their best day or their best night is in their sleep, but the nighttime is pleasant dreams, but they wake up to a nightmare. They wake up feeling empty. They wake up, it's like, they don't know what to anticipate, what to expect, because they have all these questions in them. Imagine that. For those who have never experienced that, for those who uh, have never dealt with somebody like that, you may not ever understand. But that's why it's so important for us to have compassion for people. Yeah, when you see somebody behave and you see somebody um, with outbursts, you don't know what that person is dealing with. You don't know what a person did with. So you, that's why it's very important for us to pray for people. Yeah. Yeah, and I know it's easy for us to talk about. It's easy for us to talk about, well, you know, they just need to do that. We easily give people instructions on what they need to do. But how about we point up to talk to them, to help them in whatever that they're dealing with? So the first thing, like I said, for us to seek God, talk to God, consult God first. Go to God and be transparent about everything. Let God know, you know, you're looking for your identity. You're looking for your purpose. You're looking for your worth. What is your worth? Is your identity? What is, uh, you know, why are you here? Don't you know everything that God made was good? Yeah, we hear that, and we even accept that for other people. But God wants you to accept that for yourself. So seeking God, you know, the Bible tells us to, if we acknowledge him in all of our way, he shall direct our path and make that pathway straight. Also, for us to be able to go to him and put him first, Matthew 6 and 33, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, or all these things shall chase you down. Also, for us to understand that God has the answers to life's questions. And not just to life's questions, but your life's questions. You know, every aspect, God knows about it. The other thing, I said the first thing is seek God. The second thing is seek yourself, yourself in God. Ask God to help you have his lens to see you through his lens. And don't you know, God would tell you, God will withhold no good thing from us. But for us to go to God and go to God confidently, not arrogantly or pridefully, but go to God with, you know, humility and go to God and just let him know, hey, look, I need to know more about me so I could be of better service to you. Help me to know because God has invested his spirit. God has invested gifts, talents within us. And God never made anything or anybody without a purpose. God has, like I said, God has gifted us in areas. Some people have more than one gift. Some people only have one gift. 
But whatever gift that you have, God wants you to seek him and also cultivate that gift. The Bible tells us, you know, serve the gift, utilize it, consult him, utilize it, consult him, utilize it continuously. And even if you feel like you only have one, perfect that one. Like I said, God has given us the strength, the ability for us to be able to make whatever he invested into us, make it have a great return. So for us to seek God, seek ourselves in God, look and get this, look and examine every interest, every hobby, every desire that you have. Look at everything, everything that God has invested into us, asking God to help us to look at and examine every interest, every desire that he has put in us. Don't you know that personality that you have? Yeah, we talk about the healed version of you. God made you who you are. And see, even if somebody came into the room to try to impersonate you, they better not see you show up because the best imitator of you will not beat the good you. The best imitation of you cannot beat the good you. In other words, there is no one, there is no one that can duplicate you. God made you for a specific reason. And like I said, God made you in his image and likeness. One of the things I always talk about, and this this word, but this scripture really blew my mind when God gave me the revelation of it. But we always hear about how we are called the apple of God's eye. But the apple of God's eye in that particular verse is not talking about the fruit that you eat. Word, apple, or the phrase apple of God's eye is not talking about the fruit that you eat. It's a metaphor talking about right here, the pupil. And so when you look at the word pupil, it means little doll or little man. And so what happened when you look into somebody's eyes and you see their pupil, what do you see? You see that little doll or that little man. You see a reflection of yourself. And so when you look at somebody's pupil and you see the reflection of yourself, that means when God sees us and he look in our eyes, he sees a reflection of himself. And get this, from the time you were born up until the time you became a grown adult, everything in your body have grown, expanded. Everything except for one thing, your eyes. You have same size eyeballs now as you did when you were first born. So in other words, that same image that God saw when we were born, if God was able to see us in the incubator, if God was able to see us in our mother's womb or in our father's arms as a child, and he looked in our eyes, he see that same reflection right now. The key thing that separates us is Sin. And so what happened when we look into each other's eyes and we see a reflection of ourselves, but what happened when we're close, 
we see the image big. But when we at a far distance, we don't see that image. Why? Because you have to be up close to be able to see the image. And the closer you get to somebody's eyeballs or pupil, the closer and the bigger the image gets. And so what happens, sin has separated us where we don't see ourselves in God's eyes. And so that's why it's so important for us to repent. And so repent meaning repent is two words. Re mean do again and pent is going to the highest level that you can ever be. That's why you hear the words pentagon. You hear the word penthouse. That's the highest level. So the highest level of a relationship that we could ever have is our relationship with God. That's why he wants us to repent, to get back in right standing with him, for us to be able to see ourselves in his eyes. And so it's so important for us to seek God, seek ourselves in God, and then also, like I said, for us to look at and examine the interests. What are your hobbies? What is that hobby that you just like to do? Imagine whatever you're doing, if you could do it for free. All expenses paid, though. You know, you would do it for free. You don't have to worry about bills. We don't have to worry about food. But they just want you to just do the particular hobby. That that you feel, that burning that you feel, that it seems like you just can't shake, that might be another reason of why you're here. You know, now, first of all, us being here, um, us being here is, you know, to, you know, give our life to Jesus Christ and for us to be able to, you know, live the life that he has for us. But along with that, Along with that, looking at that hobby or the interest that you have. Hmm. You know, what is it that you feel drawn to? What is it that, you know, even when you try to suppress it, it's like a baby crying. It's like you wake up, you got to go ahead and do it. You will sacrifice your time. You will sacrifice your sleep. You, you will sacrifice eating for you to be able to do this thing. Hmm. Don't you know, even if you try to ignore it, it's going to haunt you. <laughs> that might be something that God is placing in you for you to be able to do this and perfect it for you to change this nation right side up, for you to change for you to make a difference in the world, for you to make a difference in your family, hmm, something to think about. Also, I want you to think about this. What makes you get up and go? What gives you that drive? My uncle, my uncle a couple of years ago, he said something that really, really, really was so profound for me. He said he looked forward to waking up every morning because he loved what he do. He loved what he do. Hmm. I was like, wow. He looked forward to waking up every morning without an alarm clock. He loved what he does. Hmm. Wow. So what makes you get up and go? You know, if you had a million dollars, if you had a million dollars to do something, 
if you could just pick that thing right there, what would you do? That might be another reason why you were here. You were put here. Also, I want you to think about this. I want you to also, I'm going to say this out of order. I'm, no, I'm going to say this in order. I want you to examine your natural gifts, your talent, your natural gifts and the talent. I want you to to examine the natural gift and talent and also be aware of artificial, artificial talents or needs. Hmm. What do I mean? I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. There are some people, they say, oh, I love to help people. I love to help people. And true enough, they may mean that. But I want you to think about what you've given. What if you saying that you love to help people? What if God is showing you that that's actually what you need for yourself? See, so many people... They get so busy to try to do everything and try to help so many people. And God is talking to them and letting them know, hey, instead of you giving to people, that's what you need to receive from people for you to get the help and healing that you need. See, what I found out, the devil would try to make a person become so busy to deprive them from getting the help and healing that they need, what happens, they end up going, doing things unhealed. And what happened, and instead of spreading help, they're spreading venom. Instead of them helping, they're emotionally, mentally, or even spiritually bleeding on people who need aid. Hmm. I call that the natural help versus the artificial or the AI, the AI calling or desires. Hmm. You know, everybody talk about AI now, artificial intelligence. Well, just like the uh, commercial back in the day, say, is it live or is it Memorex? They sound the same, but one thing about it, they're different. And for us to understand the difference because the devil, look, the devil does not want you to meet your purpose. The devil does not want you to reach your purpose. The devil, look, the devil does not want you to seek God for your purpose, your plan, or even for you to meet it. He would try to throw some type of obstacle to deprive you from you meeting the purpose and plan that God has for you. So, yes, he's going to try to keep you busy. He's going to try to keep you busy, try to keep you fatigued, try to distract you in every area of your life. So that's why we have to be aware of the distraction, but also, which is another thing, we have to be able to be healed or be aware of our own need for healing and wholeness in our life. See. Once you become aware of your purpose, or even if you're seeking your purpose, you have to make sure that you're healed. 
Healing is so important. Healing, because what happened, if you're unhealed, what happened, your perspective of the people that God may send you may be off. Instead of you helping them, you may become judgmental of them. Or the people that you may need to help, they may resemble the one who hurt you. So that's why it's so important, even for us to understand our purpose, our reason of why we're existing, you must ask God to heal you mentally, physically, emotionally, but most importantly, spiritually. Spiritually. And look, I'm going to say this. Some people may get offended, but I don't care. I believe in being real and being honest. I don't care how many times you go to a church service unless you apply what God has given you. Going to places will only distract you from getting the healing that you need. I always ask people this. Whatever you do, what is your purpose? Yeah, you can go to this service, you can go to that service, you can go to that service, but what is your purpose of going? Well, I want to hear a word from God, but you're not obeying the word God already gave you. Think about it. If you really sincere with God, like I said, those that know me, I'm a worshiper. I love praise and worship. But also, when God speaks, God may speak to you in your car. God may speak to you in the bathroom. God may speak to you while you're at work. When God is speaking like E.F. Hutton or you're listening, and willing to obey what God gave you. Some people, okay, God, I hear you. Oh, I'm not ready, but you're going to go on to this service. What's the purpose of going? Why are you going? Just to get into the emotionalism? Uh-uh, we need to move past the emotionalism and get into the obedience of God. That's what counts. Look, one of the things I always say, it ain't how you jump when you shout, but it's how you walk when you land. We have to be obedient to what God tells us because God has our best interests at heart. He knows what's best for us. But we cannot get the help that we need outside of obedience. That's the key. When God is talking to us, we got to be able to hear and respond in obedience. So that's why, like I said, it's so important for us to be aware of the need for healing and wholeness in our life. I want you to think about this. Because Satan would try to distort your senses or mindset to make you think that there's something that you need to give to others is meant to give that that's something you need to give to yourself. God, the devil, try to make you think that it's for others, but in fact, God is showing you that's what you need for yourself. But also, also, for you to understand that the help you give to others, God is showing you that that's the help that you need for yourself, as well as you need you need to be healed, you need to be recovered. You need to be made whole. God is showing you the real you. Also, I'm going to see if I can find it right quick. I want y'all to think about this. A couple of scriptures. Okay, here it is. 
couple of scriptures I want to show y'all. I want to give I want to give to y'all. Hit the wrong one. Um, okay, couple of things that there we go, there we go, there we go. Okay. Do do do. Okay, here it is. Coming up. Oh well, well I'll I'll put up in a minute. Oh boy. Okay. Okie dokie. Okay. Okay, here it is. Nope, that's not it. Oh well. Anyway, I'll pull up. I see if I can pull up on uh one of my other ones. But either way. Here, thanks a lot, right here. Got it. Okay. Jeremiah 1 and 5, it tells us, Before I formed you in your in the womb, I knew you. This is from the New King James Version. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I, sac- I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 1 and 8 do not fear, do not be in fear of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Also, Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are God's handy work created in Christ Jesus to do good work. Not just to do work, but do good work, or if you want to say good results. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, from the very be- from the very beginning, God had already placed the ending. Exodus 9 and 16 but indeed, for this purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. And last but not least, Psalms 138 and 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. God has made you with great stock. God has made you valuable and purposeful. God made you in his image and likeness. And so for us to understand how valuable and how precious we are, it will benefit us for us to consult God and to seek God in every area of our life. Um, Before I go to this uh, special episode, I mean, excuse me, special um, tool that I'm going to bring up. I see somebody on the line, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to um, get them on real quick. I'm going to get them on right quick. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yes. How you doing today? I'm doing good. You're the title of the show really captivated me. I am 60 and still don't know what 
purposes. Hmm. You know what? To be honest with you, mm-hmm. a lot of us, if we be transparent, a lot of us, we may, we may not know, but for us to be able to just be honest and even just ask God, God, I don't know. And there may be something that you may not be aware that you're doing, that you already operating in. It might be something that you just do effortlessly. You're not even paying attention to. But the beautiful thing is at least, say it again. I could see that, that you say that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think that, well, you know what? Sometimes we think it has to be something that we have to go out and pursue and define when it's already right in our hands. Um, I often think about when Moses was about to part the Red Sea and he was asking God what did he use and God told him to use the rod that was in his hand. Mm, wow. Yeah. And sometimes and sometimes what we're looking for, God already instilled in us. But what happened is we're not aware of the tool that God has placed in our possessions. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting because the rod was something I always um, had questions about, Um, very much, you know, connected to Moses a lot, you know, his struggles, Mm -hmm. being a reluctant leader. Mm-hmm. And not really and, and wanting you know, to. <laughs> and, and you know, one of his hangups that he said when God told him he wanted him to lead his people, and he was like, I can't talk. He would talk about all these uh, deficiencies that he saw in his own eyes. Mm-hmm. But God gave him Aaron to help him Mm. and even to give him the confidence to be able to say or do what he needed to do. But if you look at it, yeah, God gave him a God allowed him to have, um, just, uh, uh, just said his name, um, Aaron, God God (laughs) allowed him to have, uh, Aaron. But what happened? God spoke to Moses and Moses was still able to speak. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if we just not look at ourselves through our own lens or through the lens of herd or through the lens of other people, but like I said, for us to look through the lens of God's lens to see ourselves, then we may mm-hmm. be able to see more of what God had invested and not minimize the value of us as well as what God had gave us. You know. Mhm. Yeah. I've always wanted to. Um, I've always wanted the drum. I, I was playing the drum since I was four, and so when I end up uh, going to try to play the guitar, there were many people. Oh, you need to. You you too old to play the guitar, or whatever. But I kind of I took the drums for granted because I thought it was always going to be there, and so as mm-hmm. I was going out looking for other interests. God reminded me, hey, the drums have always been there. Don't neglect the drums. Mm-hmm. Don't neglect what I gave you. Don't neglect what was already there or who was already there. 
And for you to be able mm-hmm. to, and I'm speaking to you specifically, um, think about how many times that you did not take the time to spend time with you or spend time with that young lady who's in your mirror. Take the time mm-hmm. to just look in the mirror and just have a conversation with you. Spend some quality time, some quiet time with you, or even do something nice for yourself without feeling guilty. Yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Very much. Not yeah, not enough. I'm I'm a helper type, you know. So if somebody needs me, I'll run myself down to help people. Yeah. And just like how you help, you run to help other people, mm-hmm. that lady who's in your mirror needs you to put forth that same effort that you give to others, give it to her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what, if you don't mind, um, at the end, at the end of the show, uh, I'll give you my information. I would love to keep in contact with you and look okay. forward to hearing your testimony. And know I'm going to be keeping you up in prayer also. And Thank you. I want you to, from, night, from this night forward, I want you to go ahead and spend some time with the young lady who's in your mirror. And also talk to God about her. If you look at yourself as a separate person, just like how the people that you run to help, you can talk to God about them, cater to them, but look at yourself as a person in need also, and you watch, okay. you watch how much you realize you've deprived yourself of you. You're not crazy. Okay. You're a fun, you're a fun young lady. You, you are very. I see that you're very encouraging you you you're a great listener you're a great listener mm-hmm. you're a great encourager you you're great when it come down to spending i'm seeing you like spending time with somebody who's been at the hospital you you always right by their bedside to talk to them mm-hmm. to make sure that things are done for them mm-hmm. would you do that same thing to that young lady who's in your mirror okay yeah, I, I think I'm also in a difficult season because my mom, you know, I moved my mom in, and you know, it's just a hard time. You know that that's kind of why I let myself fall to the back. And you know what? It's it's understandable, especially when you're caring for someone that um elder. You know, we we can sometimes forget about ourselves, and I know I've been that way too. But if we don't do it for ourselves, you do it for mm-hmm. your mother's daughter. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And you know thank what? Thank you. I've been, listen, I've enjoyed your show. Thank you. Thank you. You know, she will want you. Matter of fact, she will want me to tell you. Hey, you better tell my daughter to take care of herself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'll tell you what, if you can hold on and um, at the end of the show, I'm going to get your information. I'll give you my information also. Okay. Would that be okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, uh, if you can hold on to the line, and uh, I'll talk to you right at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, thank you. So stuff like that, that's, I, I enjoy when when God – allow these encounters to happen for us to be able to get the help and healing and also to be a help and encouragement to one another because that's what it's all about. And so what I want to do, I want to dedicate a song. I feel like this song would sum up this whole episode. And I want those who may have had questions pertaining to their existence. I want you all to just pay attention to the lyrics of this song and I hope and pray that it's something that's said in this song or in this video that will minister to you, that will encourage you, that will help you to see how much you're loved by God. And I want you to know, regardless of what situation that you are in or that you were in, you're not a mistake. I don't care if you were born out of love or out of wedlock. You're not a mistake. I don't care if you came from a loving family or you came from an abusive family. You're not a mistake. You're loved. You're loved by God and you're loved by us. And it's not a coincidence. It's not an accident that you're watching this episode right now or you're listening to this episode. Even when the devil wanted to make you give up, for some reason, you felt like continuing to go on. For some reason, you felt like you didn't know why. You may not have known why. But for some reason, you felt like a push to keep on going to see what tomorrow is going to be. But I want you to know <clears throat> That in spite of everything that you've dealt with, there's still healing for you. There's still hope for you. God's hope. I ain't talking about Ryan's hope. I ain't talking about hope for tomorrow. We're talking about hope for today. God loves you. And like I said, regardless of what situation that you were in, regardless of what situation that you are in, the devil tried to make you give up hope. But we speaking right now that God's word, God healing comes for you right now. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to dedicate this song to you. For those who may feel like why they here, you know, when people say that you were no good, when people say that you're useless, you don't have to take that. You don't have to receive that. I want you to receive what God said about you, but also just in case you want to hear some more words or some more confirmation or affirmation, let this song minister to you. Get on, get on off right here. Let this song play right here.
song it really it really touched me every time I hear that song and I wanted to share it with you all just in case somebody who may feel like you know um, life ain't worth living I want you to know that God has not just life 
but have life more abundantly for you, which means a better quality of life. And like I say, I want you to know that you are important. God made you important regardless of how people may have treated you or what people have said about you. That's not your identity. That's not your identity. That's not your worth and not your value. Understand, in spite of that, that's a distraction to make you miss the purpose of plan, the identity, and the value that God has for you. And I want you to know from this day forward, God is going to continue to remind you of this episode, that song, or even the words he gave you even before this episode. He's spoken to you. You just need a confirmation. Or you was wondering how much you love, and he was leaving you trinkets. He was showing you his fingerprints to let you know that you are loved by him and by us. So I want you to know that this right here, everything that you may have dealt with, it does not define you. But what we're going to do, we're going to pray that God help you to see yourself through his lens, through his eyes. But also for you to hold your head up in spite of what happened, for you to hold your head up and know that you are loved and know that the best is yet to come. Your purpose, your life ain't over. Don't you know right now, God has a family for you. God has a family that's going to love and embrace you in spite of how people have treated you in the past. Yeah, and I know that might have been hurtful. That might have been disappointing. But like I said, that doesn't have to find you. And God going to give you the strength to overcome this. Yes, you're going to remember this day. You're going to remember 2 4 or 24. You're going to remember that day. Why? Because it's going to be the reminder that you had this seed planted knowing that you are beyond and more than what you dealt with. Let us pray. The Heavenly Father, we come unto you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come unto you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. So, God, we come unto you right now, God. First of all, God, we thank you right now, God, for forgiving us for every ill thought that we've had towards ourselves or even towards you. God, we know that there might be some situation that we may have faced. It might have been heartbreaking. That might have been devastating. But God, we're going to seek you for healing right now, God. We may not understand what may have transpired, but God, we know that we will understand it better by and by. And even whatever that has transpired, God, we're not going to allow that to define who we are or define our life. God, we know, God, that you have our life in your hands. You have our purpose in your hands. So, God, we seeking you right now, God, in the midst of everything that's going on, in the midst of everything we have dealt with. God, we ask you to help us to find our place in this world in you right now, God. We ask you all to help us right now, God. We, Lord, even what we have tried to lean on in the past, it has failed us or people have left us. But, God, we Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love that you have never forsaken us or abandoned us. God, we thank you right now, God. So, God, we ask you all to help us right now, God, to have the hope and to continue to fight right now, even if we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But, God, we thank you, Lord, because there we, there is light 
at the end of the tunnel, and we're going to seek you for it right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, when we are feeling weak, God, we ask you, God, to come in and pick us up and carry us along the way right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We bind every foul word. We bind every foul action that have transpired in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now, God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, we thank you, Lord, for even what has transpired, God. God, we ask God to help us, God, to forgive right now, God, those who may have hurt us, those who may have tried to use us, those who may have even scandalized our name, those who may have lied on us, lied to us right now. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may have broken our trust. God, we ask you to help us right now, God, to forgive them right now, God. And in spite of what transpired, God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for helping us, God, to learn how to forgive, learn how to trust you, even with the broken pieces of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now, God for the strength, for the courage, for the hope that you have given us, God. We thank you for it right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, even in the midst of our hurt, even in the midst of our misunderstanding, we yet going to serve you. We yet going to praise you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, God, for helping us every area of our lives right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your perspective, God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us, God, to see right now through this spirit right now, God, through the lens of your eyes, God, through your lens, God. Help us, God, with your perspective, God. Help us, God, to have our minds renewed right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, help us, God, to filter out every pollutant that might have been in our spirit or might have been in our minds, God. We give you permission to filter it out right now, God, and help us, God, to put in your word, God, put in your love, God, put in your character, God, and even as this opportunity set, God, having you to help us right now, God, to learn your character in the midst of whatever situation that we face, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking, God, that you comfort the bereaved family right now, God. Help them right now, God. Give them strength. Give them hope right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even hold up the young lady right now, God, that was on the airways, God, holding her up before you, God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us, God, to even be able to be connected, God. God, we hold her up before you, God. We hold up her mother right now, God. Strengthen her. Help her right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you meet the need right now, God. Whatever needs that need to be met right now, God. We speaking, God, that you meet their needs right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. And we even speaking right now, God, that you reveal the purpose and the plan that you have for this young lady right now, God. Help her right now, God. In spite of what she may think is may be too late in spite of what she may think her age god helping her to understand god it is not a liability she is an asset she is an asset to the kingdom god she is an asset god to the family god she is an asset to the community god helping her right now god even helping her god and wiping every tear from her eyes right now god even if there's any hurt that's in there right now god god we even speaking god that you comfort god comfort those god Comfort her right now, God, whatever hurt right now, God, whatever 
grief, God, that she have dealt with, God. We speaking, God, that you heal her from that right now, God. Whatever disappointment that she have dealt with, God, we speaking right now, God, that you heal her from that right now, God. In the name of Jesus, bring her joy, God. Help her, God, to understand she is important, God. Help her to understand her value, her worth in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, for each and every team, God, each and every person that may be watching or listening, every young person right now, God, help them to understand, God, you, God, even in the midst of their age, God, help them to understand that they're not too young, God, to give them life, give their life over to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you right now, God, for everything you've done, but most importantly, everything that you are, in Jesus' name we pray, we say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact me, um, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A, T.S. and Tom, E-R. Um, you can catch me on Facebook. Uh, I have my data devotions and also my videos on Facebook. Also, you can go to my website where I have my data devotion videos also. Also, I have a calendar on there that uh, I let you know my appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book. I don't have it with me right now. Um, a Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibility towards their family their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also the book is not just for men, but it's also for ladies too, to help them to understand what the needs of men are, as well as um, even for those who may uh, have any children, is to help them even to understand, pertaining to uh, have a future uh, husband or even a present to future Oh, be a father to present of future children. Um, I'm jacked it up. But anyway, uh, that's my first book. And my second book, um, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. This is a story that was um, the life of my sister. And I, and uh, unfortunately, she was killed by her um, doing a domestic violence relationship. But um, with that, um, I thank you for watching, for listening, and um, you know I, I'm very honored y'all took the time to spend with me today, and just know that um, the best is yet to come. I want each and every one of y'all to keep your heads up, most important, be prayerful, and never, ever, ever omit the time to spend quality time with God and quality time with yourself. <laughs> so with that being said, I thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night.
shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love. 